0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io.
1: And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her Incorporated. And I have to tell you that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And doing a lot of other cool stuff other than that, definitely check them out online to learn more. So for today's show, I have to tell you, I... Adore Startup Hustle top dot 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 company episodes. They are some of my favorite episodes to record because we are talking to folks that are at the top of their game. They have established themselves as amazing startups within the community that they live and work and play. And I love talking to them. So today we have with us a Startup Hustle top Minnesota company. And we'll be joined by Elizabeth Georgie, co founder and CEO of Suna. Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us.
0: It's such a great
1: pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I I am super psyched to get started because I want to hear more about you and I want to hear more about Suna. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. So I'm going to ask you, here comes the softball question. I'm winding up and pitching it. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about Suna and how you got here. Those were three. That was three questions and I'm well aware. But feel free to tackle whichever you like. It's a
0: beautiful discovery question. It's sort of like, dear diary, who am I? Uh, (laughs) You know, I am so pleased to tell you that I'm at this point in my career, pretty solidly an entrepreneur first and everything else second. But uh, I'm a media founder. I I had a 10-year career in television prior to deciding to start a production company for the first time in 2013. And after running a production company for... Six years, I actually looked at my uh, business partner, my first endeavor, and said, I think we need to sell this successful company and go start another company that focuses exclusively on bringing professional and affordable photo and video to brands at all stages in their journey. And that's exactly what we did. I started Suna in 2019 with my co-founder, Haley And she and I had a really simple mission statement from the beginning. We said to each other, quality content for all is what we're trying to provide. It's the thing that adorns our walls and adorns my heart. But really, what that really means to us and how it comes to life and practice is we have a virtual photo shoot platform that makes it possible for brands to plan a photo shoot entirely online, doing things like choosing, do I need basic product images? Do I need an Instagram ad? Am I looking to maybe launch on Amazon for the first time? order a photo shoot and then ship us their product and once their product arrives in our facilities they're able to join their photo shoot online in the browser where they're able to see every single asset as it's created in real time and collaborate with the crew in real time. So saying something like, hey, I I love this background color, but could we try the color blue? Or you know, this prop is really fun, let's add another one. And so that real time engagement makes it possible to have a creative process from wherever you are. And then Suna customers absolutely love the fact that our assets are completely a la carte. So unlike the traditional production model where you'd pay thousands and thousands of dollars and hope at the end of the process you get a few photos you love, with Suna, you pay $39 per photo, $93 per video clip, and we deliver them in 24 hours. There's no minimums, no maximums. It really is buy as you go. So uh, we've been at this for a little over two years now and exceptionally excited about the progress that we're seeing with the business and uh, you know, sharing that progress with folks like yourself.
1: That is absolutely amazing. And I, I, I think our, our listeners at home, we can all agree that the branding is important. You know, I mean, we we all definitely see those, those websites and those product photos that leave a little bit to be desired. And it gets really difficult as a consumer to get excited about products that aren't shown in their best light, right? And so the fact that you are democratizing access to opportunity for some of these small business owners who might not be able to afford Thousands upon thousands of dollars for some kind of agency. I mean, you're you're creating a very very vital service, and so my follow up is is going to be this: Why is that important to you?
0: Hmm. You know, I like to say that there's not a single thing we buy online that doesn't involve a visual asset. You and I cannot imagine buying a pair of shoes or buying a new piece of furniture for our home or buying a piece of art or a piece of clothing without seeing an image of what that product looks like. And that image is 90% of the purchase decision. And yet for those small businesses, the mom and pop shops that started in their garage during the pandemic, the single mom who decided to start a children's clothing company as a side hustle, to the, you know, fresh college grad who is not seeing opportunities that they're excited about and is interested in e-commerce. We're really trying to help those people have a level playing field in this virtual shopping experience that we're all having. And it's really important to me that we deliver that playing field at at an even level because it allows anyone to succeed. When When we're all able to succeed, not only is it more competitive, but us as shoppers get better products. We get better options, more options. And that drives me in a lot of ways. You know, I hear a story almost every single day from a customer who says, my product sold out because of my SUNA images, or I was able to get featured in the New York Times because of my student images. You know, these are people who have had life-changing events happen because of a single photo. And we're unlocking that access and that life-changing event in the same time.
1: Oh my gosh, you just, I, I don't know if you know this, but I, I actually have a background in marketing and like everything that you're saying, I'm just like vibrating with it. I'm like, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's so cool. So so tell me this, you know, you've talked about the transformative power of Suna. Suna in particular, but in the general sense of, you know, the, the transformative power of strong marketing and strong branding mm-hmm. and, and, and messaging. And so, so I'm really curious, what are, What are some of the the pitfalls, some of the struggles that you see some of the folks who come to you, your customers and consumers? What are some of their struggles that they've had
0: before they came to Suna? Absolutely. It's the struggle of cost. Right. You know, trying to find a photographer they can afford, trying to find a studio they can afford, trying to find a model that they can afford. It's the struggle of maybe not feeling like creativity is always approachable. I think for some folks, being creative is a little bit of a scary endeavor. They might have great taste, but they don't know how to execute that taste on their own. Uh, My favorite is when somebody's been trying to do it themselves in their garage for months and months and aren't happy with the results and said, My goodness, you've actually unlocked for me the ability to focus on what I'm good at, which is product development and strategy and sales and coding my website and not focusing on how in the world do I get the proper product on white photo. You know, these are things that are barriers for many brands. And I tried to always really think of, those barriers as things that Suna is responsible for deconstructing and creating an access pathway. Because if you are not a photographer, if you don't know a photographer, if you don't know a model, you're really going to go on a wild goose chase, trying to get these things together, instead of focusing on the thing that you're best at in your business, whether that's the product you sell or some other ancillary part of the entrepreneurial journey, that's so essential to being a successful organization
1: yeah, for sure. i it, and I love that. and I, I I don't think it's any great secret that as entrepreneurs, there are very few of us who are good at everything. and And for the most part, most of the entrepreneurs that I know, like they're they're really good at their product, you know, whatever solution they have come up with to speak to a market, you know, whether it is a style solution, whether it is a an efficacy solution, you know, whatever reason you have to bring your product to market whatever problem you are solving for consumers um, that tends to be what entrepreneurs are really good at and so when you start talking about the creative process when you start talking to all speaking to all of these things that entrepreneurs struggle with day after day after day the fact that you're able to speak and soon is able to speak to such a significant portion of that uh, truly impressive like i can definitely see where uh just taking that burden off of the average entrepreneur who loves their product, knows their product, but doesn't really know how to best showcase their product. Um, I can't even imagine what that must feel like, um, particularly because you're doing it in an affordable and accessible way. So kudos to you, my friend.
0: Well done. You know, showcasing, thank you, showcasing our products, whatever it is, is probably one of the most... daunting parts of that process, because you put so much love and you put so much time and you put so much money and so much effort into bringing something to the world. And then it should, it should seem so easy. You know, we're all on Instagram all day. We're all on TikTok. All day. Yeah. It should seem easy to be able to get that story across, to be able to say, oh, I can figure out why someone might want this, or I can figure out how to make it beautiful. or I can figure out how to make it compelling. When the truth of the matter is, is just like, you might be an expert in hair care you might another person might be an expert in dog health products our team is an expert in content and what content actually moves the needle and i think we have for a really long time as a culture not always seen the creative economy as being something that has value because by design we've been a little bit accessible inaccessible you know it's hard to hire an agency it's hard to find a photographer and so I really believe that when in any business, whatever business you're trying to run, building bridges of access is one of the biggest unlocks that you can really hone in on as as a leader and trying to find ways to make your product, your service, or your idea accessible to anyone so that they want to dive on board and actually try out what you're doing.
1: For sure. One of the things that I find so interesting about this aspect of the entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey is the fact that I have seen so many entrepreneurs start out as specialists. And it, you know specialists who have a focus on the problem they're trying to solve and the product or service that they have created to solve it. But then you reach a point in your journey where you have to become a generalist and you have to be good, a little bit good at everything, you know, because often you're, you're one person or you're a small team and you have limited resources and you're trying to build traction and you're trying to build sales and a customer pipeline. And so you have to be good at the finance piece and the marketing piece and, you know, all, all of these different pieces that go into creating a strong brand and a strong company. Um, and then you get to the opportunity where then you get to tap, tap someone like you, you get to tap the specialist again, You know, when you start hiring or engaging outside services, you get to bring in those folks who are extremely knowledgeable about what it is they do to take that off of your plate. And so, so I think I've always found it really interesting that you go specialist, generalist, specialist to, to bring a product to fruition and a startup to success. So, uh, that was a random tangent. I just find it interesting. What I really want to ask you is this, um, you are branding maven. And I'm going to ask you to give some of your advice away for free. Um, so, so what are some ways that entrepreneurs who are, you know, just starting out might be struggling, um, don't really know how to cohesively bring together their brand? What, what is some advice that you could give them?
0: Yeah, I have a really simple math equation for folks. It, it involves uh, just three simple questions: What problem are you solving? Who do you solve it for? And because you solved it, how does their life demonstrably improve? And if you can answer those three questions, it truly is a one plus one plus one equals a hundred. And what I mean by that is sometimes we can look at life and we can say, listen, you know, one plus one plus one equals three. And that's an idea. That's a, you know, an expression of something you could do, but, brands and brands that are really evocative and brands that make people feel an emotional connection to them and brands that, you know, especially in B2B where sometimes we are maybe not as willing to say the big, bold thing, or maybe we're playing it safe in B2B in a lot of ways. When we can be bold in our proclamations of this is the problem I'm solving. This is who I solve it for. And this is how their life is better when I solve it you actually create a motion, you create a draw, you create a fullness to the picture that is really magnetic for your customer. And I see this all the time with Suna. You know, at Suna, it's always been very clear to me, we're creating access to professional photos and videos for small and medium-sized brands. And because we do that, they can focus on selling more on their e-com store. Very simple, gets, gets to the point really, really fast. And almost any business can do this. And it creates what levels up to just a brand mission, a brand story. This is what we do as a brand. Now, from there, I think a lot of people think brand is a logo or brand is a graphic or brand is a color or a font. And what I've often said to my mentees as they're building their businesses is, but how does the brand make people feel because you've done this exceptional service for them? if you have solved this problem for them, what's changed? What is better about their life? Because in making someone's life better, you actually elevate everything you're doing to a whole new level of purpose. And so I I really encourage people to answer those three questions and see where they land. And once they land there, add a little bit of sparkle to it. Okay, so what does my business, provide to these customers and how do these customers feel and how do they speak about us? You know, it's actually a a tangible example that I can think to is about a year into our business, we were reading customer survey responses and we had always said that there were three pillars to Suna's delivery of services. The first was affordability. The second was this access idea, right? Making things accessible. But then the third was creativity. And we had heard time and time again from our customers that actually, while creativity was great, the even more important thing for them was that we had made the process of being creative fun again. That they hadn't ever had fun at work making these ads because it was so scary and overwhelming and the creativity was hard. And so we decided to cross out that last one and say, we are making it fun again. And to me is about listening and really hearing when you make someone's life better, what is the result? How do they feel? What do they say? And ultimately, you know, what would they tell their friend about what you did for them?
1: Yeah. I love that. And, you know, in a past life, I would often tell my clients like branding is a vibe. Branding is a feeling branding is an emotion um, and it sounds like you've really, really capitalized on that. And I, I really love the fact that you're taking your own advice because what you're what you've done is you've spoken to that third question, how do I demonstrably change my customers' lives for the better, and you're bringing that fun element in? So so that is absolutely incredible. I love it. Uh, how how do you think, Well, so talk to us about a a kind of positive case study. I'd be interested to hear, because I I think many, many people in the industry know these days that content is king. Like You have to consistently put quality content out there in order to attract potential customers, in order to build that brand. Um, So talk to us about content creation influencing visibility, and what are some examples of folks that you know that have have seen that change and seen that that positive influence in their
0: lives. Absolutely. One story that is near and dear to my heart is the story of Noelle Organics. Mother daughter started a hair care company and skincare company during the pandemic when they were both short on work. They found Suna online and decided to get and They used not only our virtual photo shoot, but they actually used one of our Suna models. We call them everybody models. They're royalty-free models that you can add to a photo shoot, full body model, hand model, dog models, and cat models. And they had added a wonderful woman from our directory to their shoot. And she became the face of that brand. When you go to Noelle organics website, you can see her beautiful face on the top of the website. When you go to their Instagram, you can see her as sort of the uh, real identity behind this organization. But even more importantly, when they launched the company, uh, this last, this last spring, when they finally got their product to market, they launched with a set of six Suna images with their three key products. And that shoot, which cost them less than $500, resulted in a complete sellout of their first products. uh, Wow. And I often say to people, that is the power of that moment of connection. When the, I like to call it a photographic first impression. They went into the market, they said to everyone, hi, we're here. And they made a really positive and evocative photographic first impression. And we delivered that. To those, to those, uh, to those customers, but also to Noelle Organics. Another story I love to tell, though, on the larger company side, is you know we started working with Lola Tampons last year, and Lola Tampons is a direct-to-consumer feminine hygiene company, and they came to us and said, "We're about to launch on Walmart.com. It's the first time that we're sort of going into that um, vein, and we need to figure out how to translate what we've been doing for the consumer." And so again making slightly different photographic first impression with a new audience. And Suna was able to deliver to them a set of images and a set of visual libraries that really delivered on that launch with, with their partner. And it comes down to these moments in time where a business goes from being you know, known or, or medium-sized to becoming a household name, right? And starting to say, we're going to go big. We're going to take ourselves to this next level of showcase, this next level of importance. And Suno is able to deliver on that kind of scale as well. And to me, that just speaks to the power of creativity and the power of content. Content lives at all stages of your business. One of the ways that I describe it to our our employees, but also to our partners is, We really think Suna is solving for the visual layer of the e-commerce stack. If you think about all the tools that you implement when you're starting an e-commerce store, there's this visual layer that's been missing, but that grows and scales with you as your business grows and scales. And so we want to be the partner that's with you when you first sell out, when you're Noel Organics, or when you're becoming even more popular and you're launching into a Walmart.com or a Target.com. Or when you get to be a household name and you're posting content every single day multiple times a day, we're gonna be there with you telling that visual story.
1: Yeah. No, that is absolutely incredible. And I think it's really important to note, like you you just shared two really powerful brand stories, kind of showing the benefit of engaging with Suna, but I, I it's really important that we note that if you were to engage like an outside agency to help you with what Suna has has done for a Did you say less than $500? I just want to confirm yes. that. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, that's crazy.
0: The low organic because- shoot was five hundred dollars. I think it was four or something. <laughs> well,
1: so, so just to put that in a, in a little bit of perspective, you know, if you were to engage an outside agency to do something like that, uh, that would be that would represent thousands and thousands of dollars potentially. You know, depending on the agency that you engaged, for sure. But um, man, that is I, I can't even imagine the return on investment that you would see. Um, you know, for for that amount of spend, so so that is absolutely incredible. Um, I I do have to I have to tell you, you know, once again, thank you to today's episode sponsor, Fullscale.io. They help you build a software team quickly and. Affordably, which is one of those things that we're talking about right now. They are also in the business of democratizing access to software and technology. Uh, definitely head to Fullscale.io to build your winning software team. But uh, I love that we have a sponsor and we have a guest who is prioritizing this this access for entrepreneurs and for small business owners. I mean, how how powerful! Uh, how powerful is that? I, I have to ask you, this is a very selfish selfish question. Doesn't really have sure. much to do with anything, but I'm just curious. How does that feel, knowing that you've had that that amount of impact in the lives of your customers and clients?
0: I wish I could tell you that you know, go to bed every night feeling exceptionally gratified, but I think <laughs> we're at a stage. Uh, we're at a stage in the business where we're scaling rapidly. We just surpassed seven thousand customers. And we know that there's so many more customers out there that we can help. And unfortunately, I think I probably spend a little bit too much time being stressed out about uh, how we keep going and how we continue to serve these wonderful clients. But I think that's that's just the reality of being an entrepreneur. You want to be the best you can possibly be. One mind shift I have had though recently that I'm really trying to focus on is when customers do reach out and tell these positive stories, really taking a moment to tell myself, and this is why, this is the why we do what we're doing. This is the why we want to have the impact that we're having. And, you know, I feel really, really lucky that I had this lottery ticket idea when I did, and that I had the people around me who wanted to do it with me. And every day I try to remember to feel lucky for those people because those people are the thing that ultimately make all of this possible.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to I'm just you know what, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say thank you on behalf of the the entrepreneurs and small business owners that you serve because I I just I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I know who have reached out or who I who I talk to in the course of my day to day business. And they're like, I'm really struggling with X, um, you know, and and often it has to do with marketing and content creation and branding. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not a marketer. And it's like, that's cool. You don't have to be. Uh, now I'm going to start pointing them to Suda and just be like, check it out. You don't even have to worry about it. Um, but you know, huge thank resounding thank you for for Mm -hmm. the work that you do. You know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. There is a reason that we call it the startup hustle because it's a constant (laughs) time, right? Um, but you're you're really doing it. And um those those seven thousand folks that you're serving, I'm sure that they are feeling the effect. So so thank you for being amazing.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, so, I feel the gratitude coming at me in waves of audio so thank you so much for the compliment
1: you know you know i i do what i can uh so so let me ask you this i, I and again this is this is more of a this is kind of a philosophical question um but do you consider yourself an artist or, or an entrepreneur or a little bit of both
0: I still consider myself an artist. When I go on vacation, the only thing I want to do is take a camera and go take pretty pictures. I definitely still have that that calling in me. And I really believe that a lot of the best business people are mixing a little bit of science with the art and a little bit of art with the science, you know, really trying to find the ways to bring the business strategy and the business story together to actually succeed And the other thing that I would say is anybody who works with me knows is I truly believe that bringing humanity to the work that we do is the unlock that takes us to that next level when you can really connect with people on a human level. Uh, That's actually the work of so many artists, right? An artist paints something to evoke an emotion or writes a story to evoke a feeling and uh, truly the best businesses evoke those emotions and feelings in people through the work that they do. So I do consider myself a little bit of a creative artist. Uh, sometimes I call myself a little bit of a witch because I I like to think that I also bring a little bit of magic to what I do as well.
1: Oh, absolutely! And I mean, I think a lot of the magic lies in that cohesive ability to put those two very seemingly disparate things together, like you know, strategy and creativity. Um, you don't find a lot of people who can can bring those things together seamlessly. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I have no problem calling you a witch in the best sense of the word. Um. Yeah, the positive. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so so I'm going to ask you this because you talked about evoking an emotion and we've kind of touched on that at several points. Um, and, and I'm going to I'm going to hit on your artistic side again. And I, I like some very, very tactical way. Like when you talk about evoking an emotion, how do you do that? through uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and say like photography or art you know what are some I, I mean I'm imagining in my head I'm like lighting and you know what's the background like what are some some tips and tricks that you can share with us in that vein
0: I always recommend that brands think about the scene they would set if their product was in this perfect moment and a perfect moment to me is the moment when someone's using your product and has a feeling of joy satisfaction happiness collaboration whatever product you're delivering it's fulfilling on one of those core desires of the human so when i say set the scene you know i describe sometimes one of the one of the categories that we have a lot of customers in is actually pet products pet food pet accessories and things of that nature and i'll often describe you know when you have a pet product those moments that you want to to really set the scene around or that moment when your dog is so happy to see you that moment when you know your cat rubs up against you you can hear what that sounds like you can feel the warmth of their body you can feel the connection and the emotional desires that come from that connection you feel the friendliness and the familial uh senses that come to life and you know when then then you say you take it one step further you say well where are we when these things are happening? Well, we're home, but sometimes we're in the backyard or sometimes we're in the kitchen. And for every family that's a little different For every person that's a little different, but it's really about putting yourself where you imagine your customer is and then starting to draw out what are those details? What are those senses that come to life? What are the things you're smelling? What are the things you're hearing? What are the things you're touching? Those are all so, so essential to being able to that emotional connection going. The other way that I would describe it, though, is, you know, if you think about like a cosmetics product, which is another category that we service a lot, you know, cosmetics products in and of themselves are a before and after. We are transforming our state, right? And I often will say to a brand like that, okay, well, what is the before and after? How do I feel before? Do I feel tired? Maybe... Do I feel overwhelmed or maybe I don't feel motivated or uninspired, but that after I try, you know, your bronzer, am I ready to go out? Am I feeling more connected? Am I feeling more ready? Am I feeling more emotionally engaged? You know, these are all things that we do in a before and after experience that we want to try to bring to life. And then oftentimes, as you're talking about it, it becomes actually quite clear, the images are brighter, maybe in the after, the images are less condensed or confined, and more open and airy, the focus is on happiness and joy in the face versus maybe neutrality or tiredness. And so you start to really realize, wow, if I just pull these little details out, and I start moving them towards what does it? Feel like and now what does that look like I get to a description of something that actually is pretty darn close to what I initially imagined yeah
1: oh like I have all of these ideas like floating through my head like I'm thinking I'm thinking like you were talking about pet products and I'm just like yeah you know you 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 don't buy your pet toys and things like that because you want to I mean i you do, you want to, but really you want to evoke that reaction. You want to see that happy puppy or that happy kitty who's like, oh, you love me. I feel valued, you know, as it, yeah, as sure. much as a dog or cat can, uh, can understand that. And so like, I, I just love how you're, you're finding ways to tie it back to, to really what's the desired end result. And, 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 I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's the kind of baseline of, of this whole conversation. Like, how do we bring our customers on a journey to the point where they understand that end result, that feeling, that emotion, that, that action that created positive influence within their lives. Um, no, I just, I, I simply love that. Um, so, so let me ask you this. Um, I'm going to get, I mean, I'm going to start picking on you a little bit. Are you ready? Ready? (laughs) So you are, you've, you've built this company and you started from nothing. And you are now sitting at 7,000 plus uh, you know, clients and customers and you're you know, staying up nights and white knuckling it. And, um, and, and that's part of the entrepreneurial journey. But I, I want to ask you, you know, what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way?
0: My most important lesson that I always share with anyone thinking about going on this journey is who you do this with is more important than what you choose to do. And... My business partner is someone that I can consider to be my creative soulmate. She's someone that I trust inherently. I I often laugh that I have more paperwork with her than I do with my husband. And so you've got to choose someone. Wait, How does your that- husband
1: feel about that? I need to know.
0: <laughs> oh, my husband is hugely supportive. He wouldn't be my husband if he wasn't
1: hugely supportive. All right, all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely on board, and he also, you know, loves and respects Haley so much as well because she fulfills something in me that is really human and really exciting. And so, um so who you do it with can actually bring about the type of powerful relationship where you can withstand the difficulties that you can power through the challenges. It gives you a natural problem solving partner. There will be problems. So who you solve them with is, is hugely important. But the other piece of advice that I always give is knowing your numbers from the beginning gives you a superpower. And what I mean by that is when you know your numbers, you actually get to make decisions from a place of confidence and from a place of gut instinct. And that combination of confidence plus gut instinct is really powerful. It's like flying because I know that when I make a decision, I have all of the information I need to truly see it through. Whereas when I'm making just a decision from data or I'm making just a decision from my gut, sometimes it's unclear. Are we going to sink or are we going to swim here? And so right. you've got to have a, a true handle on your numbers.
1: Yeah. Now, wait a minute, you, you said something really, really interesting that I'm gonna that I'm gonna poke you a little bit on. Mm, sure. Uh, you know, you're talking about confidence and and I I personally love that. But as a female founder, speaking to a female founder, I, I know that one of the struggles that I hear time and time again from folks that I'm interviewing, folks that I interact with through innovate her, you know, on a regular basis is that imposter syndrome thing, that you know, do I really belong here? You know, that gut questioning. So I want to ask ask you specifically where did that confidence come from or
0: how do you cultivate that confidence is a tricky topic because we are taught from the time we are young as women to be demure to be polite to be deferential and everything about having confidence is actually about testing the limits of what a particular situation provides to us and then proving to ourselves that not only can we survive those limits but we can exceed own, anyone else's expectations. And through that process of exceeding your own expectations, you start to build confidence and say, my God, I'm really good at this. Or wow, I can't believe I achieved that. I thought I couldn't and I did, right? And yeah. I believe that imposter syndrome is just like any other infectious disease. It can be cured with a series of remedies that are designed for each individual. So for me, I feel the most confident when I'm taking care of myself, I'm getting enough sleep, I'm eating well, I'm having time with the people that I care about. But another major part of the remedy for me is creating a real carve out of who do I spend my time with? Do I spend time with people that affirm my existence and my place in the world? Or do I spend time with people who prevent me from being able to feel affirmed in my place in the world? Another one that I always say is be really careful about how you talk about yourself. The way you speak about yourself actually tells other people how to treat you. And so I always speak about myself at 20% more than even my highest aspirations. I always give myself more credit than I probably deserve. I always give myself more I time true. than I probably deserve. And so I think about how to, uh, how to always really put myself in a place of, I'm going to speak about myself with real, you know, respect. And then finally, I don't believe you can actually fake it till you make it. I do believe that that's advice that a lot of folks give, but faking confidence is a, is a little bit like wearing a suit that's three sizes too big. You know, it's too big and everyone around you knows it's too big. And so you've got to be, you've got to try to understand where, what exactly went wrong here. You know, for me, I think I've always tried to dream my biggest dream and then add 25% and say, if I believe that I can achieve, I believe that this dream is my own. No one else can imbue you with a dream. No one else can imbue you with an idea. No one else can give you your success. You've got to go get it. And so, if you have a dream, it really is just your spirit manifesting in an idea that only you can truly pursue. And you've got to believe that about your own mind. Your brain is in charge. Yeah. Listen to it. Listen to your brain. Listen to the things that it shows you about yourself. It wouldn't present something to you that you were not capable of. Yeah.
1: Well, I have to tell you, um, the, the, how you speak about yourself is how you give people permission to treat you. Like that was a little bit of a gut punch for me. Cause I tend, I tend to be a little self-deprecating when I'm talking mm-hmm. to people and I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. Uh, so I actually wrote that down. Um, I think that you are a brilliant sage amongst women. So thank you for sharing that. Um, that was absolutely gorgeous. And I'm going to ask you, I, I, I really, I'm really curious, like what's next for Suna? What do you see coming down the pipeline?
0: Suna so has a bright bright future. We're excited about closing out 2021 really strong. Let me say that differently because you don't want to use something around time. you know what's next for Suna? You know, I think probably what's next for Suna is getting to our ultimate vision of helping brands really think about their visual journey from day one when they're launching a store all the way to each one of those hallmark success moments that really prove a a business's successes. And that can be everything from, you know, selling your 10,000th product to launching on a third party seller site to, you know, becoming acquired by another company. All of these things can be part of your visual story and we want to be part of that visual story. The other thing for me personally about what's next is I really want to continue to use the work that we're doing as a way to help other people really feel more confident and self-assured in what they're selling in the world. You know, making a photographic first impression is something that I believe is real and true. And we want to make it possible for as many businesses around the world that want to, to make a positive photographic first impression. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, I absolutely love that.
0: And, and I, I'm
1: so excited and I I really love the fact that like, you know, sometimes, the next part of your story is simply getting better at what you're currently doing. Like so often people are like, Oh, my five-year plan involves getting like, to your point, like it involves getting acquired and involves this, this, and this. And like, I, I think that Suna appears to be a brand that is really strong in what it's currently doing. And, you know, I, and I, I just love that piece of your journey. Um. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you the human question. You ready? Ready. Here it comes, Uh, has nothing to do with anything, but if you had any superpower, what would you like to have?
0: My dream would probably be to have a mirror that allows anyone to see the beauty in themselves that I am often able to see in them.
1: Oh my gosh. That was such a lovely answer. I can't even stand my life.
0: That was so beautiful. Are you serious? I'm serious. I think right now I'm not, because I think one of the great, the great pleasures of being a leader, one of the great pleasures of being a boss is that you really get to see people through ups and downs through achievements and failures and I've been doing this crazy thing called being an entrepreneur for almost 10 years now. I've been the boss to over a hundred people and I see so many things in them that they often can't see in themselves. And I wish they could.
1: Oh my God, that you're going to make me cry. And I was not anticipating that on that question, Elizabeth. I was totally expecting something like invisibility or mind control. But but no, you have to come out with this totally poignant, beautifully and beautiful and lovely superpower. Like I didn't even know that that was an option, but now that I do, I'm just like, look at your heart. That was so, so lovely. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, Well, so, so. I cannot tell you how much I have enjoyed this conversation. Uh, Thank you so much for for taking the time to sit down and talk to us and share of your wisdom and share, share
0: Suna. What a pleasure to be here. Thank you to you for having a wonderful conversation with me.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, speaking of wonderful conversations, I just want to ask you, I don't know if you folks listening at home have heard, but we have actually started our own TV show about entrepreneurship, head on over to YouTube, search for startup hustle, and you can watch myself and found fellow founder, cast members, share the real story of what it takes to start, build, and grow a business. And sometimes that means tears, and sometimes that means laughter, and sometimes that means throwing technology. It just kind of depends on the day. Uh, But we would definitely love to see you, love to see you enjoy Startup Hustle TV. Uh, also have to thank our episode sponsor, FullScale.io it helps you build a software team quickly and affordably. Head to FullScale.io to build your winning software team and take your business to the next level. Folks, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy, busy day to give us a listen and we will catch you on the flip side.